Saturday Night Leafs Talk on the Sportsnet Radio and Podcast Network. Also live right now on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and SN Plus. Sammy, Austin Matthews is your candy man, your nightmare maker. A man who loves hats, who goes down to the rink. Like, this is this is not what you want to see. Uh, yeah, that it's just, it's ridiculous. I, you know, like I come on here and say, like, try to break down what I saw and try to smell like a smart guy, but it's just, it's absurd. Like you just, you know, back-to-back hat tricks and just dominating both the games. It's, it's really ridiculous. And it's beyond any really Leaf fans wildest dream. Like, you know, you would like, you take this for granted where you've watched the Leafs for seven or eight years with him now. And you're like, wow, he's really good. And wow, he's really great. And he's measured against some of the playoff failures and people nitpick at his game. But like for a Leaf fan, this is completely beyond anyone's wildest dreams. Like we used to talk about if they could get a number one center, they legitimately have like one of the best three guys in the league on their team. And they have them for five more years under contract. Like it's really enjoyable. And uh, I enjoyed it again tonight in another wild game, which I hope he had the over. So he's the first player since Ovi in 2017-18 to start a season with back-to-back hat-tricks. Yep. But boy, I got to tell you something. 1917-1918? Mm. Mm-hmm. What an opening week for hockey fans. Like, nobody had the internet. Nobody had any idea of what was going on until they got the <laughs> newspaper the next day. But then people were blown away. Because Please read the names. Cy Danini... <laughs> Joe Malone and Reg Noble all, all that year. Those are Merrick's favorite players. Buddy, the same day, what were they doing? The triplets. There was three, there were six teams. There weren't even, I don't even know, 1917. All these boys were just going back to back, ripping hat tricks that year. The people were getting their money's worth in 1917 and 1918. Because I know how I would have felt if I was at the rink tonight. Okay, so Matthews is brilliant. I really don't know what else to say other than he looks extremely healthy. He looks extremely confident. He looks like he's having fun. And why wouldn't he? Because he's playing with Tyler Bertuzzi, Mitch Marner, and then a power play unit that looks disgusting as well, right? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just, this is about as good as you could have possibly get for any kind of Leaf fan to start the season. Like you said, it's kind of the dream that you were hoping for, but this is probably like this was probably priority number one if you were a Maple Leaf fan of hey what would you want to see this year you'd say healthy confident Matthews that was doing his thing again yeah like I'm trying to think back to last year and I think Borny said on the show on Friday that he didn't score his third goal until like the end of October or something like it was crazy or ten oh. games into this ten games into the season until he scored his third goal but like I'm trying to think back to last year but that Selly he did on the third goal like that is big time playoff level like i'm fired up sally and Mm -hmm. you can't like i don't want to be mr narrative here but you can't help but think that just like this infusion of different types of guys into the lineup in a different mix of chemistry and different types of guys has changed the outlook for the core four here like they all just look way more engaged through i know it's two games but we can only talk about the games we've seen all four of them just look way more engaged, way more fired up about things. They're in scrums. They're not backing down from anybody. Matthews is throwing his weight around on the four check. He's in scrums in the first game. Like it's hard to not think that like the addition of Bertuzzi Reeves, you know, Domi, who we can talk about, but like just all these guys they brought in seem to change the personality of the team 
for the way better in a positive light. Do it. Yeah. Am I crazy? I, I just, I think that there's something to what you're saying. I'm just not attributing it to the personality. They also can't I, defend. So that's adding to, that's adding to the wild game. So maybe that's part of it too. Buddy, I, I think that they've played two teams that are willing to engage in no defense so far to start the season. Yes. And it feels like, okay, if the Leafs are going to play this way all year, this is, this is heart attack hockey, baby. That mm-hmm. like you are going to be on the edge of your seat. Anything can happen. No one's betting unders all year long. Like the Toronto just looks like, Hey, the only way that they feel like they can compete in these early games. I don't even want to say the only way they can compete, but the way they want to compete is just, Hey, let's trade. You get your chances. We'll take our chances. And we trust that Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Bertuzzi, and this version of William Nylander are going to cash. I also think that it's not so much the personalities as much. as It is just like, they've got blue liners that are snapping it around out there. And they faced some horrific goaltending tonight. I would say if there's two guys that look way different to me, it's just, it's Matthews and Nylander. And you can say one guy is trying to prove people that last year was an aberration. And the other guy is trying to prove people that he should get a big old bag of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess the Willie Nylander, if you want to transition into that, because he's, I think Matthews is leading them in scoring, but I think you could make an argument that William Nylander has been their best player through two games. He's been, excellent just buzzing looks bigger looks faster again mm. and he's just it's there's a conversation to be had he's been really really good if too you look at the way matthews is playing 200 feet and the fact that he's doing penalty kill right now yeah and just look man amongst boys taking pucks off guys sticks yeah. nylander's having some like I, I don't i don't want this to come off like i'm criticizing nylander yeah. i'm just saying he's still doing some nylander classic toronto media yeah classic toronto hey <laughs> just show me the the shift where Matthews got hemmed in tonight. I can show you a couple where it happened to Nylander. Yeah. I just, I do hate this now that every time something sick happens, like that first goal he scores tonight is filthy, like truly, truly filthy. The edge work on that is what, what dreams are made of. Like there's not many people on planet earth that are going to be able to do what he did there. It's really, really, really high skill play. But then, like, you know, you go on Twitter, you get texts, you get, you see, like, what they're talking about on the broad. Like, it's just every single thing that he does this year in a really important year for the Toronto Maple Leafs is immediately measured against, oh, he's going to be rich. Oh, he's going to be rich. And it's like, what kind of existence is that as a sports fan? Where it's like, I can't even enjoy watching a guy who the Leafs have stuck with, had patience with, developed into one of the super studs in the league. And it's like, finally, they've got him to the point where, oh my God, he's one of the best guys in the league. Now he's like a top 20 player in the league. He's an elite winger. And it's like, well, can't afford him. Got to go. And it's like, oh yeah, well, I guess we can just talk about his contract for the rest of the year. Like what kind of sports fandom existence is that? It sucks. And it's like, it it's, does. All any, it's all anyone talks about. Like it's the yeah, only it thing does. you measure him against his contract. It just sucks. I, I don't blame fans that constantly talk about the contract. I, maybe it's just because... I've spent the off season talking about contracts and William Nylander and all this stuff. I'm not there anymore. Like I'm just enjoying the season for what it is. I think that Nylander is going to get paid regardless. And I've kind of had the position that if they weren't able to trade him this past off season, then they probably weren't going to trade the guy this season and that they were probably going to end up just giving the man his money. I think that, both sides were comfortable letting it roll. Like Nylander wants to be here. The Leafs know that they're going to end up paying him. Tavares' number a couple of years from now is going to come down. But yeah, the Nylander 
to me, Nylander and Matthews look like they went to the same, I don't know, camp this year. Whatever the waters are in Sweden <laughs> that Nylander was doing, he just looks refreshed. He and he and Matthews both look extremely healthy. They look like they're in incredible shape. The skill is popping through. And it makes sense. They're in their primey prime primes. This is kind yeah. of part of what this whole gambit was supposed to be about collecting great players. I know there's urgency because of the market, but you do remember that like, hey, Matthews Nylander have been great players for a long time, but this is sort of the stretch where they're supposed to be at their best. Um, that, my question to you off the great players though too is like, so Bertuzzi looks great. He gets his goal. I loved seeing that. Nice little bumper pass from Yarncroc. Yarncroc gets bumped up. Good for him because he's playing better. I also wondered how much of this start, the good guys standing out, is that they're dominating, but no one really in the bottom six is. Well, they're playing the whole game. Like, you know, yeah. I think I think it was at the start of the third period where it was uh, they put out the Bertuzzi, Marner, Matthews line, and then they went to to Tavares for a shift, and then they went right back to Matthews and Marner again. Like yeah. I mean, I think part of this is you have a junior player playing center on your third line. I think you have Camp and you have Reeves and you have Gregor who are playing a lot too. Like that third line is a huge work in progress to me. Like I think the fourth line is an actual fourth line where you look at it and you're like, that's a line that makes sense as a fourth line. All those guys know they're fourth liners. They're not going to be wanting more ice time. They're not going to be asking their way to get up in the lineup. But that third line to me is one that's a total work in progress. And I think you're going to see it develop. Like they do need some more. I don't think they're going to be scoring seven goals a game from the the top six every night here. They're going to need these guys to contribute and it's Mm -hmm. going to have to work itself out. I'm not sure how it's going to. I think that third line is one that they're going to have to figure out, but like they got as good a top six as anywhere in the world. So I think that's something that you hang your hat on, but you're right. They need more from that third line. I think that fourth line's good. I like the fourth line. I think they're capable. They're responsible. You have the element of Reeves. You have Gregor. Who's got a decent little shot camps responsible. But I agree with you. The third line to me is something that they're going to have to really address and have a look at and see what they do with that. Find an identity for it. Like what's the identity for the third line right now? It's just like three guys smoke together that don't really make sense at all. I got to say that I actually liked Minton a lot more tonight. Um, In the first period, they had a bad icing. The icing guys just were back in pure form. You know, the Leafs did it Mm. so much last year. Minton on the ice after a long shift. He was good in the dot tonight. And this is a young kid. That's usually something that comes uh, like that comes a little later in a career. Wins a big face off, and then pressures of the blue line to get a like very very important clear. He just he didn't look as overwhelmed. He looked better. But even still, you're mm-hmm. right. Like the third line to me has had nothing. They put Domi down there. It doesn't really change anything. There's a couple of rush opportunities that they kind of fumble. I thought this was interesting though. Is like I. I Throughout the night, I went, man, you know what sucks about this third line is Nyes just really feels like a man without country. And Yarncroc gets the bump up. And I actually think Yarncroc deserved it because he played really well tonight. Like Yarncroc was a a sneaky underlying star. But, you know, and he's and he's responsible defensively, too. In the third period, they wanted that. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. But Nyes was third last on the team. Only more minutes than Gregor and Reeves tonight. Yeah who was off the ice for five minutes for fighting too. So that adds into it. Yeah. Wait, like, yeah. Like he, I, I don't know. I, I, are you feeling that he looks good in his shifts? Because I am like, I feel like, I, I think he like is a guy that maybe, like you said, man without country, like maybe put him with some better players, maybe try to sure. put him up in the top six. Like instead of yarn bump him up there and maybe give him a chance to look pretty good. 
but I think he is kind of lost at the moment. Like he's noticeable. He's still really good below the, below the net and he's moving the puck along the boards when he gets his chances, but it just feels like he doesn't have the puck a whole lot. And a lot of that is his center's not getting him the puck the whole lot. He's got a new right winger with him the whole time. Like it's either Domi or Yarncrock and he's kind of moving things around. So I agree with you, but like, I still think he looks like Matthew Nyes. He just maybe needs a little bit of a boost when it comes to people he's playing with. No. Yeah. I don't see him making like a ton of mistakes out there. He still looks like he has the speed and the size. And, you know, we just rolled the highlight clip of him behind the net where I trust him. All I'm saying is his line feels like a lot of shifts where I'm just thinking survive, survive, survive. They seem pretty scrambled. And I feel like Keith doesn't really know what he's supposed to do with him yet because Matthews has back-to-back games with hat tricks with Bertuzzi on there. It's not moving that. Nylander looks brilliant and they just bumped Yarncroc up because they know that the way that that's constituted with Max Domi up there, you can't trust them defensively. And so if you're going to play them for a huge chunk of the game, you got to be able to have them play 200 feet. And then the third line all of a sudden becomes like the untrustworthy boys. And that Mm -hmm. puts him in a bit of a tough spot. So yeah, you're right about the fourth line. It's nothing really to write home about. Although I will say, man, tonight was just a nice, nice for Ryan Reeves. Like it's noticeable that he's always trying to put a body on somebody. I really like that. And it doesn't feel like so far anyways, I'm sure he will do this where he starts to run around a little bit and feels like he gets out of position because he's chasing hits so far. I feel like almost all the times he's just like finishing checks reasonably. Mm. He's not doing like stupid I'm just trying to insert myself into the game plays. Like he's playing that, within him. Oh, that lick he put on Gaudreau there yeah. was as hard as a hit a Leaf has thrown since like yeah. Dion Phaneuf. Like I can't remember a, a hit that solid shoulder to shoulder. Like perfect timing right as he released yeah. it. Guy watching his shot. And then he goes Felino, who's a tough son of a gun. They, they both chuck some bombs. I, you know, I think you said he maybe lost a fight. I thought it was pretty much a draw. They looked, it's a, it's, look a, it's a draw. I just think that Felino yeah. gets in three clean, like or two clean right hands. And then he kind of gives him the rabbit punches. Like, yeah, whatever you could Good call tell. it a nine for Felino. I think that you could call it a draw. I'm not really too upset about it, Good. They but, tie no, it's up just, right but no, I agree with you. Like I am pleasantly surprised with the Ryan Reeves experience in terms of how just like normal and responsible a fourth liner he is outside of the hits and fights. Like he's not making glaring mistakes out there. He's just kind of getting the puck in deep, getting on the four check. And that's pretty much, did you see though, the one time tonight when he had the, the extended shift when, yes. when uh, yeah. Tavares and Nylander were out there and even CC was like, Oh, uh, he's getting a shift with these guys. <laughs> yeah. like, no, he's he's still out there. That, they call yeah. that a key beer getting, league shift. He's getting <laughs> yeah. a shift with these guys. No. no. Yeah. He's staying out there for an extra beat. But yeah, no, uh, that was not the case. No, I, like, I just, you know, can we have a quick conversation about him off the ice? Uh, I don't uh, think Reeves? I don't okay. know. You think he's talking too much? A little bit. A little bit. And like, I think that's what he's here to do though. Right. Like, I I know it's part of the experience. You're not going to have the on the ice without the off the ice. You have to kind of eat it, but I could see it getting tiresome to Hmm. the guys in the room pretty quick, I think. So we'll see how it goes, but I'm not going to kill him. I I think it's the opposite. No. Okay. All right. Here's, here's the thing. I think that that part of it feels a little forced. So I think Mm -hmm. that's what you're feeling. Like he is he feels as though he has to constantly be saying something to get some attention. Like but, a WWE or something. Like it's like, yeah, but, he, but he's just answering some questions for the most part. And then he's just, mm-hmm. the, here's, here's where I think 
what I think is mostly happening. He probably feels a little bit of a pressure to be the voice of the room when he said that Mm -hmm. we had the rumor that the Leafs room was a little quiet. So he's probably doesn't want to back down from the media now and feel like, you know, he's just assimilating with whatever culture they had before. Two, he's always going to be the guy that the reporters flock to because they're more likely to get an answer out of him. Like Luke, our boy Luke Fox asked him the question about Wi-Fi like two days later after the Mm -hmm. fight. Because as soon as he gets an availability, wants that quote of Ryan Reeves wants the rematch. So I'm like, he's not just standing. He's not, he's not a fighter. You know, he's not Dylan Dennis going on Twitter saying, I want to fight Wi-Fi next time. So I I think it's a little bit of just the reporters are going to be horny for him. He's Mm -hmm. always going to give you a quote. He's not going to be afraid of it. And then he's got that like 5% of, I better say something a little juicy to make sure that they're yeah, the reporters write something here or that I look like the guy that's backing up the talk. Also, all right, I think you've changed, part of you've this, changed my mind. You've changed my mind. Well said. Yeah. You've changed my mind. Part well of done. this too, I think, is that they don't want any of the headlines unless it's Matthew's hat trick night or Nylander yeah. two goals looking like a beast night. They yeah. don't want us talking about anything other than Ryan Reeves, what he's saying. They want that to yeah. be the storyline yeah. of the fourth liner that the Toronto fans love is mm-hmm. talking trash. And we're gobbling up the trash, you know, because yeah. we're the trash buddy. We don't just have <laughs> raccoons in our trash. We got Leaf fans eating the trash too. Like it's, it's a double dip in this city. Anyways, yeah. uh, good fight. Good tilt. Good yep. game for him. Uh, what else do I got here? I, yeah, I had nice. I had the fight. Did Samsonov make you feel a little better tonight? I know you didn't like one of the goals, but didn't overall, like two, didn't, game. didn't like, didn't like two of them thought he looked really bad through the first half of the game. And then he tightened it right up and I give him full credit for that. Thought he looked like, you yeah. know, normal Samson for the second half of the game. Hated that second goal so much. The first one you can't, there's nothing, literally no goalie saving that. It's just a huge change of direction. It goes in the net. Second one was bad. Third one uh, was the one where he's kind of swimming, hits off of him. Guy makes a great play, knocks it out of midair. Fourth one is another really sick high scale play. So I'm not going to kill him for that. The game's already in hand. But I thought he really cleaned it up in the second half of the game, including that nice glove save when the game was still kind of in in doubt. Comes off the end boards, makes a good read on it. So thought he was better. Thought there's something to build on for him. Still nine goals through two games. Probably not going to love that on the stat sheet. I'd imagine you'd see Wall on on Monday against the crappy Blackhawks. No, you go right Maybe, back to Sammy. Yeah. Pro- no, nah, I'd probably go to Wall. Probably let yeah. Wall get a game in. It's not like yeah. Samsonov's played well. He's no, been fine. Yeah, yeah. I will say this though is like. This is kind of what you need him to be is the, the in middle of the pack goaltender that doesn't break your back in games. And I yeah. feel like he's not breaking their back. This is a weird one for me to evaluate because I feel like he made some awesome saves early when the Leafs looked flat footed to kind of keep him in it and, or mm-hmm. not let him fall behind. And then he made, I want to say like two or three nasty saves this game. One yeah. off the rush, the, the glove save that you mentioned, the good pad save going across the net. And then he let in a couple where I'm like, eh, you know, that one you kind can't of the, It was kind of the Samsonov experience, to be honest. Yeah, it just, it kind of yeah. was. It was like, yeah. but I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm judging him a little differently. I'm not expecting him to be the world's greatest goalie. I would say that if I have like, I'm a hard doing when it comes to Yeah, goalies, I know you that. are. If, I hate if, goalies. <laughs> if I was doing my like biggest concern so far, which mm-hmm. is just, you know, I'm bringing it up, whatever they won. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't like the way the Leafs defend the cycle they look like they get a little scrambly and they have a tough time killing it 
And there was a few moments this game where, you know, second period where they were getting outshot. And I went, what's happening here? How is this? It's like the guys that aren't the studs, they come off the ice and you didn't really feel like there was a, a real pushback or anything that was going to be able to push them into the offensive zone. And then when they get, yeah, when the other team's below the dots on the Leafs, it just looks like they're having a bit of a tough go right now. I don't know about the personnel. No, I, I think the Wild, after they, the Leafs went up 4-1 and the Wild clawed back to make it 4-3, I thought they mm-hmm. fed the Leafs their lunch physically for like a solid yeah. 10 minutes. Like it yeah. was a like men against boys scenario where they were really physical. They were cycling the puck, like you said. They had a ton of chances. So I agree. I think that's sort of the the bet that Trilliving made on this team, right? Like that they're going to kind of go more offense first. Like look at the guys they signed. None of them are real defensive stalwarts, including the defenseman he signed, John Klingberg, who's not a defensive stalwart, but I have absolutely loved through two games so far. So we can talk about him if you want. That's kind of my next thing. Uh, okay. Did you have any? I, no, I, I got, hate, honestly, I got nothing else. I had the well, fight. I had Nylander, yeah. I had Matthews. Like, I hate. I, I don't like the pairing of McCabe and Klingberg. I, I don't think they complement each other well at all. I've liked what I've seen from Klingberg, but like mm-hmm. to me, Klingberg is like a Morgan Riley type where he's going to be playing best with a defensive butcher, like a guy that's going to be back there for him. Like I McCabe has been to me, one of the more scary guys through two games where it's just like, well, I'm not sure what he's doing a lot of times where it's just very adventurous. Things are happening out there. I don't know if you remember the shift early in the game where he goes down into the offensive zone, flying down, almost collides with Marner, like knee on knee, like very close. And then the play play goes down the other way. And it was just like a completely unnecessary risk when he got John Klingberg back there defending a two two on one, which is clearly not his strength. I think both of them have good, like they are both good contributors to a team, but to me together, they don't make a ton of sense. So I'll be interested to see if they keep sticking with it. But uh, yeah, Klingberg to me, this power play looks, I know they were, were they second in the league last year? We talked about how like we hated their, their power play all year. They're the second in the league, but it just looks way, it's way more aesthetically pleasing with him back there. He is really, really good on the power play. It is a beautiful thing to see. Like he just yeah. moves beautifully, good reads. Like he really, really is born for that role. Excellent on the power mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Shout out to Morgan Riley, who had an excellent pass on the yarn crock goal. Just yeah. great shift in general. Yeah. Go to my yeah. Twitter. I did a McKee's breakdown of that. It was an amazing, amazing shift. I, I will just say it is a delight watching this guy. And it's, it's, he's a threat to shoot, like a real threat to shoot. And, yes. and I think that impacts it. But then he's just tape to tape, like, walks the line beautifully. He also has the size where when he is handling the puck, there's just a little extra something to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it does feel like the Leafs blue line is just all guys where you wish they were with someone you trusted a little <laughs> bit more. I mean, bro, it. 100%. Just, it's like, boy, I wish yeah. all these pairings had a butcher. Yeah. I wish every single one of these guys had someone <laughs> that you trusted to be a little bit more defensively responsible. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't think that the matchups are, or the, the pairings are going to get any sweeter from this point forward. Yeah. I, like, I'm with they you on the trade. thing. They got to make a trade. They need I'm a not, real defenseman bad. The, the crazy thing is, is like McCabe makes such a great cap hit that you'll never really be able to criticize him because that's the, like, the way the puzzle pieces fit. But yeah, dude, he is the ultimate like, okay, well, we know he's not a top pairing guy with Brody to shut you down. We don't really feel like he's a protector of a guy like Klingberg. And then I'm, I just, I, I just don't see 
like he actually kind of feels like weirdly the domino that hasn't fit so far through two games for, or the puzzle piece that doesn't fit for through two games to me again, two games, yeah. whatever, but that's what it is. It's a reactionary show. Um, yeah. That's it for me. Other than like, yeah, Domi gets demoted again, but yeah. I like, I think that he's going to be the other guy. Like, I, I think that they just don't know what to do with him. They don't know what to do with the bottom six. Like they've just got six guys where they like, uh, try this, I guess like it's yeah. going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of that for Sheldon Keefe over the coming days. I wouldn't be surprised if when Minton goes, Holmberg gets in there, or, or sorry, Camp bumps up, and they just yeah. try to make some kind of like Camp line with Nyes and Yarncrock. I don't know. Nyes, like, you can't put him with Domi. It's just, it's weird, dude. Domi, the, the Domi fears are real in the sense of when he has the puck in the ozone, you feel like he might make a play. Great patient. passer. Yeah, patient with the puck on his stick, head up, like looking around, and then everything else. You're like, mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I yeah. agree with that face. It's never. I don't know. I we're two games in here, so I don't want to yeah. don't want to get too reactionary. And I'm just really big fan of the signing, and I like what you know having him and the history with his dad here, and like it obviously means a ton to him to be a Leaf. But I don't think if he would have drawn up the way his first two games as a Leaf would have gone, it would have been like this. I would imagine. Oh, you know what though? Here's here's the other thing. This is the other solution. Like, just try the Nylander at center thing then, and just go, yeah. go. Just give it a little bit of a runway, and because Nylander playing center with Domi on his wing, and then maybe like Yarncrock on the other, and then bumping Nyes up to play with a little bit more offense, and yeah. have him go with Tavares, like that. At least let me see that. You know, let me let me take a look at the William Nylander all offense line where you guys are just trying to pile on on bad groups. And yeah, let me see nice with someone who can play. And those two guys try to get some cycle game going. I, I don't know. It's just again, it's not perfect. I don't mm-hmm. think Nylander's a center, but might be better than what you've got right now. Just saying yeah. that might be no, a way I- to, to fit him in. I think when you mentioned when Minton goes, that's something like I could see them maybe calling up a winger like a McMahon or somebody from down there or, or Robertson maybe, but I, I think they leave him down there a little bit longer, maybe bring up McMahon or somebody and then just move Willie to center and give that a week or two at, uh, have a look at it, but we'll see how that goes. Any thoughts on uh, the goal song tonight? Did you hear it? Didn't notice it. I, I didn't even notice. No, I didn't it, notice it's it. Called up, up or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Up, up. Yeah. I lo- I- <laughs> like, can we just, just play a play Nickelback. <laughs> play Nickelback. Yeah, yeah. Just burn it to the ground. Just yeah. get it over with. Hey. Just just play a song that everyone knows. It's not gonna offend anybody. Let's just play a song. Like stop searching yeah. here. Don't play dupe yeah. dupe. Like dupe dupe. That's it. Dupe dupe. Don't play dupe dupe. Like honestly just play it, a song that someone's heard of, man. There is just there is just a group of guys in some room. I know. In MLSE. I know. And they're grinding. The <laughs> they're grinding. And someone, some suit is walking in there and they're like, what's it tonight? They're like, doop, doop. He's like, all right, this better work. <laughs> like who came up with doop, doop? Dude, they had it. They had the goal song. Yes, Everyone said, amazing. this is fine. Even yeah. the complainers like me went, not for me, but it's fine. Bah, yeah. bah, bah. Bah, bah. And that, like we I had it. Pursuit of, I was listening and, to that song like four times in the last dude, three days. I loved it. This goal then, song wasn't good enough for the Sharks. Like I said, if you're going to do the rotating song, yes. just play Kill Em All and go through each 
Metallica song off Kill 'Em All because every one of them is a sick goal song. You can go with anyone. All right. I, well, uh, I, just, I like the personalized ones. I just let the boys pick their own song and play it when they score. That's what Buffalo does, and it's sick. I I, I went to Buffalo. I went to Buffalo last year, and Victor Olofsson yeah. scored an overtime. And they played yeah. ABBA, Give Me a Man After yeah. Midnight, and it got the fellas yeah. going. It's sick. Just let the, it, yeah, shows some perso- it shows some personality. Let them pick yeah. whatever they want to pick, and you get to kind of know something about them. It's easier than trying to pick Dupe yeah. Dupe, man. Like, it's <laughs> the Leafs Game Ops is Dupe Dupe. That's all I Yeah, that was Dupe Dupe. Get it that together. Was Dupe. Dude, the Sharks didn't allow that to be their song, for God's sakes. It was too, good for, the, it was too bad for the Sharks. Um, the problem uh, with the Leafs all picking their own goal sc- song is that they're all going to scratch each other's eyes out over a be- who gets what Bieber song. And I don't need to hear that story. I don't oh want to read boy. that story. Oh, boy. <laughs> Whatever song Mitch can gritty onto the ice, too, is what he That's, wants. I don't need it. I don't need it. Just play the Metallica song or the <laughs> Nick song, for the love of God. It, or Creed. With yeah. arms wide open. That would be sick, too. Oh, just just hit, hit a tune for the uncles. Dad rock. Dad rock. <laughs> All right, we've reached the point of the show where it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars, uh, lit, watch on SN Plus after every single game, and then, yeah, it's on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Tell your friends, tell your family, do all those kind of things. For J.D. Bunkus and Sam McKee, thanks for watching, thanks for listening to Leafs Talk. We'll see you Monday, Bedard Night. Peace.